Verbal Rhapsody, brought to you by Tay, the Advocate News Group, the student voice of Contra Costa College. Hey everybody and welcome back to Verbal Rhapsody. I am your host, Anthony Kenny, alongside with my favorite man, my uh, co-host. Tone here in the building. How you doing? I'm very well, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, for everyone out there listening, what you just heard was audio from a video um, captured from a um, Navy FA-18 Super Hornet jet and an unknown flying object that seemed to be rotating as it was flying against a heavy wind. Um, This was one of two videos included in the New York Times article titled Glowing Auras and Black Money, the Pentagon's Mysterious UFO Program. Yeah, and that's the subject today, and I'm super excited about this because I love aliens and I love everything mysterious and stuff like that, so... Super excited. Have you seen an alien yourself, personally? No. I wish. I mean, I, you know, I'd be the first one to write a story about that. <laughs> I write my, my account, but I've never. How about yourself? No. Um, no uh, no aliens, but I uh, felt like I experienced ghosts. But that's... Uh, uh, definitely. I can... Ag- yeah. I yeah. Can like yeah. That. That's another, another podcast. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, throughout history, um, unidentified, unidentified flying objects, uh, UFOs, and aliens have become a phenomenon pretty much around the world uh, with people detailing different accounts of lights in the sky, disc-shaped objects, alien abductions, and even human and alien interactions. Um, in the United States, the belief of possible extra- extraterrestrial life has gone from whispers of crazy talk, like in the, uh, during the first half of the 20th century, so mm. like, you know, the, 30, the 20s to 30s, you know, in the 40s, uh, and, uh, to full-out discussions of the existence of alien life somewhere within the vast... This about outer space because we both took astronomy. Right. And we know right. outer space is pretty big. It's right? huge. Yeah, right. And so, um, however, over the decades of firsthand accounts by citizens and military officials claiming to have witnessed strange lights and objects in the sky or alien abductions and even UFOs that have crash landed, mm-hmm. um, the United States government nor the military have ever backed these claims, only providing um, simple explanations that discredit the possibility of any extraterrestrial activity. Interesting. Yeah. In um, 1997, for the 50th anniversary of the Roswell incident, one of the most popular alien UFO encounters, which we'll get into in a little bit, um, a CNN Time poll found that 80% of Americans think the government is hiding knowledge of the existence of extraterrestrial life forms. A Chapman University did a survey of American fears in October 2016, which included questions asking about levels of belief in nine different popular conspiracy theories. The survey was gauged in an agree and strongly agree format, asking participants if the government was concealing what they know about certain topics. Um, Alien encounters came in at number three, with 42% of Americans agreeing and strongly or strongly agreeing that the government was concealing information on 
extraterrestrial right. activity. Right. A little creepy. That is creepy. Yeah. <sighs> um, and of the nine, um, just in case anybody's curious, uh, the 9-11 attacks were number one um, mm-hmm. and at 54%, and number two, uh, the JFK assassination at 91, or 90, 49%, excuse me. Right. Yeah, that's, uh, it's interesting. And some of the other ones that actually were on there were like um, the moon landing, mm. uh, uh, AIDS and how it became so big and stuff like, like that. Like if it was man-made. Right, or... yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, it's very interesting to think about, and Aliens is number three. Yeah. Yeah. But nine yeah. eleven is very more, I feel like, a little more recent than some of the events, you know, some of the huge events that alien, you know, some of the huge alien events that have happened in the past that we're going to, you know, discuss. You know, nine eleven was just, you know. Yeah, you know what? You haven't, I mean, in my lifetime, I don't remember hearing about any, like, crazy UFO, like, sightings or anything, right. unless they're doing a really good job covering them up. Right, right. I guess we don't see those type of things right. too, too many light too much uh, light pollution so. yeah but on you know you can hop on YouTube and find scores of videos yeah. of like you know people recording crazy yeah. stuff like yeah. you can see it it's right. it's crazy uh, lights and they are... disappear and then they come back and they yeah. do flips and yeah. Yeah. it's crazy some of my favorite, favorite video like I binge watch a lot of, like I used to not anymore because mm. I've probably watched them all but I would binge watch YouTube videos about alien stuff like that you know alien videos and weird you know, five craziest alien, you know, video right. encounters or something like that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but anyway. Uh, and, yeah, so the, uh, the U.S. government has finally admitted that extraterrestrial life does exist, um, and which they have been uh, researching and documenting since 2007 through the Advanced Aerospace Dre- Threat Identification Program. And for me, I feel like they've always known, and I don't, I'm not sure, yeah. I'm not surprised, I guess, by this at all. No, no, me Um, neither. Yeah, so uh, I guess a quote from a 2009 Pentagon briefing summary of the program prepared by its director at the time assessed that um, what was considered science fiction is now science fact Mm. uh, and that the United States was incapable of defending itself against some of the technologies discovered. Um, Wow. Yeah, it's pretty... That's a little chilling, just hearing that. I like it. What was considered science fiction is now science fact. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good and the book. United States was in, incapable of defending itself against some of the technologies discovered. Right. So right now, if they decided they wanted to blow us to smithereens, they could. Right. I always thought that, though. Always, always felt like if there was a, a species or an alien life form that had the capabilities to fly from a whole nother galaxy, whole other universe, and get here to this planet, it had the capabilities to blow it up, you know? Yeah, I I would agree. I definitely would agree. And so it is, like I said, it's not really surprising to me that they are finally kind of coming out about it. Right. I feel like they've known all along, and, but it is, it's pretty scary. The New York Times article, Glowing Auras and Black Money, the Pentagon's Mysterious UFO Program, came out recently and details the $22 billion program. Over recent years, the program investigated reports of unidentified flying objects, according to the Defense Department, who has never before acknowledged the existence of the program until now. The program was ran by a military intelligence official, Luis Elizondo, on the fifth floor of the Pentagon Sea Ring, deep within the building's maze. Parts of the program still remains classified. The Defense Department claimed they shut down the program in 2012, only after five years of it running. 
it was determined that there were other higher priority issues that merited funding, and it was the, in the best interest of the DOD to make a change. A Pentagon spokesman, Thomas Crossman, said in an email referring to the Department of Defense. However, backers of the program claim that while the Pentagon ended funding for the effort at that time, the program remains in existence. And basically for the past five years since 2012, backers say officials have the program officials with the program have continued to investigate episodes brought to them by service members. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, it's a little crazy. It is crazy. It's like who who to believe at this point? You know, they're saying that the program has ended in two thousand and twelve, mm. but they're still investigating stuff. It's like right. kind of like the whole the whole kind of conspiracy at this point that the government has been lying. So they're lying that they've ended the program in twenty twelve, but for five years they've still been running the programs. Right. And then there's been reports, um, like from last year about all this mysterious money that just come, you know, that's just mysteriously um disappeared and it's off the record, off the books, no one knows in the government where it went, you know? Yeah, it could definitely been funding one of these, these programs. programs. Right. Yeah. So uh, initially, the program was largely funded at the request of Harry Reid, the Nevada Democrat, who was the Senate Majority Leader at the time and who had an interest in space phenomenon for many years. Uh, most of the $22 billion in spending went to an aerospace research company run by billionaire entrepreneur and longtime friend of Mr. Reid's, Robert Bigelow. And yeah, so in a separate um, article in a 2017 New York Post article on blogger Sam Monfort's UFO research uh, suggests UFO sightings are on an all-time um, on an all-time high in the U.S. with 104,947 104, reported sightings in the past 100 years. Wow. Uh, this is most of the sightings have been reported in the USA as well. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, collectively, uh, reports uh, 2,500 sightings per 10 million people, which is three times higher than the global average. Wow. In the USA, that's crazy. I know. I'm mad. I haven't. I'm, I haven't been one of the people I've seen. Yeah, that. I haven't seen one yet. <laughs> Bummer. Sadly, right. right. Um, and so in May on CBS's 60 Minutes, Mr. Bigelow said he was uh, in quotes absolutely convinced that aliens exist and that UFOs have sh- have visited Earth. Wow. So this filthy rich man, he uh, he's absolutely convinced. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he has the money to do the research, for sure. Right. Um, and so working with Mr. Bigelow's Las Vegas-based company, the program produced documents that describe sightings of aircraft that seem to move at very high velocities with no visible signs of propulsion um, and that have hovered with, or that hover with no apparent means of lift. Um, officials with the program have also studied videos of encounters between unknown objects and American military aircrafts. Um, the New York Times article, as mentioned by you, Anthony, uh, included two, two, they released two videos with the article. Yeah. Um, and one video shows a whitish oval object about the size of a commercial plane chased by two Navy um, FAA-18F fighter jets from the aircraft carrier Nimitz off the coast of San Diego in 2004. Mm. Is that the same video from the audio? No, the video from the audio was the, um, it was the Hornet, the yeah, it was a hornet. Yeah, jet. that one. Yeah. This video that we just spoke about don't ha- doesn't have audio. It doesn't show. Yeah, I think the audio with the other video kind of builds up the tension a little it's bit. It's oval. The it's object. Oval. Yeah. Well, this in this video, yeah, it's oval. And this the the one that I've seen earlier with the audio. It um it had a weird shape to it. It seemed like yeah. it kind of transformed or shifted in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Know? It was it was rotating. Or something. Yeah, yeah it's it bizarre. Very strange. Yeah. 
While not addressing the merits of the program, Sarah Seeger, an astrophysicist from MIT, cautioned that not knowing the origin of an object does not mean it's from another planet or galaxy. When people claim to observe truly unusual phenomenon, sometimes it's worth investigating seriously, she said. She also added, what people sometimes do not get about science is that we often have phenomenon that remain unexplained. Yeah, so uh, what do you think about that, Mike? Um, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if I... I mean, I agree to some extent, but I don't know if someone's seeing brightly colored lights coming out of you know, strange objects rotating in the sky. I don't, mm. I don't, I don't know if how... Unexpl- I mean, that's unexplainable to me, and I think that right. that, that points to some sort of spacecraft or something, you know? So, I, I mean, I, can, I feel where she's coming from, and she probably knows more than we do in this, in this, on this topic, but I don't right. know, man. I just feel... And she's saying it doesn't necessarily mean that it's from another planet, you know? It could have been maybe some crazy guy in a basement. He designed some, right. I don't know, some, rocket some, or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. Some drones some or drone. something. Right, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Um, so, uh, Mr. Reed said his interest in UFOs came from Mr. Bigelow, and after their meeting in 2007, Mr. Reed uh, said he met with agency officials and learned that they wanted to start a research program on UFOs. Uh, Mr. Reed then summoned Alaskan Republican Ted Stevens and Daniel K. Ioi, a Hawaiian Democrat, to secure room in the Capitol. None of the three senators wanted a public debate on the Senate floor about the fundings for the program. Mr. Reed said this is so-called black money. So they didn't want the public to know about it. Pretty much, yeah. This is big news pretty much, too. That's crazy. It is very crazy. And something kind of you mentioned, the whole... And this is something I feel like the public always had a concern about. You know, it's always been rumors or just hearsay about, you know, UFOs. I, I feel like since, you know at least the, the the beginning of the 20th century. And it's the fact that, you know, our 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 Congress, our, our Senate is, you know, they're doing the research, but not even trying to let us know what they're finding. It's right. Yeah, yeah. what so, are they trying to keep from us? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And when we kind of go on with the, the more of the history uh, aspect of the, you know, UFOs and aliens, you'll kind of we'll kind of see that that kind of plays out in, in some sense. Um, and so Mr. Reed also said, uh, Stevens knows about it. I owe he knows about it, but it was, uh, but that it was, that's how it, that basically that's how he wanted it to be. Mm. Paraphrase of the quote is as long as the, them three know about it, no one else should know about it. And wow. It should be like that. Um, so yeah, <laughs> the contract, uh, the contract obtained by the New York times in the, in the article shows a Congress congressional appropriation of just about two twenty two million. Uh, beginning in late 2018 through 2011. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Um, and the funding went to Mr. Bigelow's company, Bigelow Aero- Aerospace, which hired subcontractors and solicited research from the, for the program. The money was used for management of the program, research, and assessments of the threat posed by these objects. Um, under, mis- under, Mr. Big- under Mr. Bigelow's direction, the company modified buildings in Los, An- in Las Vegas, pardon me, uh, for the storage of metal alloys and other materials that Mr. Elizondo and program contractors said uh, said that they had recovered from unidentified unidentified aerial phenomenon. Wow. Yeah, and it, and it also goes uh, research also um, researchers also studied people. Who, ha- who said they had experienced physical effects from encounters with objects and um, examined them for any physical changes. That's interesting. Yeah, um, what was that movie about the, um, the kid that, um, I think he touched a rock, 
and he started he developed superpowers. He was able to fly and all that stuff. I think it was a group of kids. Yeah, you never seen it? Um, it's it, it's fairly is it, recent, uh, like a couple uh, years are ago. Are they teenagers? And they go into a hole? Yeah, they go into and the hole. They can like move cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, they developed. Yeah, they developed powers just right, from right. that that rock. Right, right. I mean, what if that was something like this? Right, you know? absolutely. And it's it's crazy to find like they have these alloys of these metal. And there's a building in Las Vegas that are, that are that's, that's holding right. this material. They're collecting right. this stuff. Yeah, and they've they've you know from research studies they've affected you know, studied on people these these you know metal alloys have affected. Or these objects have affected people and their skin and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. In addition to all that, uh, researchers spoke to military service members who have reported sightings of strange aircraft. Um, the program collected video and audio recordings of reported UFO incidents, including footage from a Navy F-A-18 Super Hornet showing a aircraft surrounded by some kind of glowing aura traveling at high speed and rotating as it moves. That was the audio that you yeah, heard earlier. Correct, yeah, that was yeah. the audio, yeah. And if anybody, or any viewers or listeners actually want to, you can uh, check the article out on um, the New York Post, or the New York Times, pardon me. Um, and the videos are both in the article. Yeah. Um, and so the... Um, yeah, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bigelow said in an interview, actually, that he, uh, internationally we are the most backward country in the world on this issue, <laughs> and our scientists are scared of being ostracized, and our media is uh, scared of the stigma. Mm. Yeah. Um, so in 2009, um, I said this already, but a briefing basically in 2009, um, you know, prepared by the program director at the time, assessed that that what was considered science fiction is now science fact. Wow. My favorite part, my favorite quote. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And so yeah, that that is basically the sum. That sums up the whole. Um, the article was pretty long, but that basically gives you the the talking points, if you will, of the article and everything that they've found out since two thousand and seven till now. But I'm sure it's been going on way longer than that. Yeah, right. And as we get into the a little a brief um, history, uh, because there's so many uh, documented accounts of aliens and UFOs in in the U.S. as well as you know government programs and independent research studies, the history can get you know extremely long and detailed. So for the sake of you guys, the, you know listeners, um, our viewers and listeners, um, this will be a brief history that shaped kind of America's obsession with aliens and UFOs. Mm. So for the bulk of the information was um, compiled from CNN.com, um, History.com, uh, PopularMechanics.com, and then the New York Times article that we just talked about. And so if you want to take it away on the history. I'll take it. In the late 19th century, numerous reports of UFO sightings and attempted abductions took place around the United States in a two-year period. In 1897, Aurora, Texas, a tale of a UFO crash and a burial of its alien pilot in a local cemetery was sent to the newspapers of Dallas and Fort Worth in April 1897 by local correspondent S.E. Hayden. Mm -hmm. In 1941 in Missouri, first responders and a Baptist minister allegedly viewed crash spacecraft and alien bodies. Military arrives and swears witnesses to silence. In 1947, the Puget Sound near Maury Island, Washington, Harold A. Dwall reported that his dog was killed and his son was injured by debris in an encounter with four to six flying donut-shaped objects. He also claimed that a witness was also threatened by the men in black. And these are the real men in black. Right, not Will Smith. No, not Agent <laughs> J and K. No, this is the real deal. The men in black, a part of the UFO conspiracy theories and popular culture, are su 
posed men dressed in black suits who claim to be government agents who harass or threaten UFO witnesses to keep them quiet about what they have seen. Also, a popularity belief that the men in black are also aliens themselves. Yeah, I I um, watched a video on YouTube, actually. Uh, actually, Buzzfeed, BuzzFeed, excuse me, BuzzFeed mm. has uh, this new series where they're doing, like, um, unexplained stuff. And uh, like they did something on the Illuminati, and then they did something on the men in black. And there's, like, footage of supposed men in black coming out of apartment buildings and stuff like that. Wow. Right, yeah, so. I wonder if they have uh, that little thing from yeah. the movie, you know, where they just flash right, and they, right. they, uh, they erase your memory. That was the best part. I, I yeah. always wanted one of those. Mm-hmm. That was a great movie. And a noisy cricket yeah. and a little gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, America's captivation with all things extraterrestrial began in 1947, uh, kind of shortly after the... Um, the Puget Sound kind of incident, mm-hmm. um, when a civilian pilot, Arnold uh, Kenneth Arnold, while flying a small aircraft near, Washington, near uh, Washington's Mount Rainier, claimed to have seen nine blue glowing objects uh, flying fast at an estimated 1,700 mile per hour in a V formation. Mm. Uh, initially, Arnold uh, believed the objects to be some sort of new uh, military aircraft. Of course, this was just uh, two years after World War II and the first year of the Cold War. So a lot of technology, it's kind of like a technology boom. Yeah. So like the military and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but the military confirmed that there was no testing being conducted near Mount Rainier that day. Uh, when he described the, mo- uh, the motions uh, similar to a saucer, if you skip it across water, the media coined the now... Uh, ubiquitous phrase flying saucer which is where we get flying saucer from and kind of that's um captivation. i didn't know that yeah where america became captivated uh, kind of by the flying saucer uh, so soon other reports of a group of nine ufos uh cropped up across the region including sightings by a uh, prospector on mount adams and the crew of a commercial air flight in idaho uh, the government never had a true explanation uh, for the sightings. It simply claimed that Arnold had uh, seen a mirage or was hallucinating. <laughs> and this kind of began the uh, modern UFO era. Um, and so just a few weeks later, the infamous Roswell incident, which uh, we kind of talked about earlier, um, would only perpetuate the obsession, the new obsession of um, aliens. Uh, so it's known as the mother of UFO sightings. Hmm. Uh, although no object was seen flying, Rancher William Mack Brazel discovered mysterious debris in one of his Roswell, New Mexico pastures, including metallic rods, chunks of plastic, and unusual, pep- uh, unusual peppery um, like scraps and stuff like that. Uh, Brazel reported the wreckage, and, and soldiers from nearby Roswell Air Force Base were called to retrieve the materials. Uh, news headlines claim that a flying saucer crashed in Roswell, but military officials claim that it was only a down uh, weather balloon. Hmm. Uh, though the mystery has been uh, thoroughly debunked, interest in the case has only grown, and Roswell's tourism is heavily based on its famous UFO sighting. Yeah. Uh, it's, home of the, it's home to the International UFO Museum and Research Center, uh, also a spaceship McDonald's, or spaceship-shaped McDonald's. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, and then uh, also an unusual, or an annual um, UFO festival held every, each summer. Oh, that's probably lit. <clears throat> yeah, I want to go. Uh, so many of the best-known alien claims uh, come, come from Project Blue Book, uh, the name of the U.S. government program tasked with investigating reports of UFOs from 1948 to 1969. In that time, Air Force personnel looked at 12,618 reported UFO sightings and said that 701 or 701 remain um, 
unidentified. Wow. But in the end, the project concluded that no UFO reported, investigated, and evaluated by the Air Force has ever given any indication of threat to our national security. And that's a quote. Uh, the program also concluded that the unidentified sightings were not advanced technology or extraterrestrial vehicles. The project was closed down in 1969 because of its cost, the National Archive says. Hmm. Yeah. So they had a program similar to kind of the what's Pentagon's, What's going on right, today. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> they didn't find anything, though, according to them. Yeah, supposedly. Right. Um, yeah, how do you feel about that? I feel like it's a bunch of baloney. Yeah. I feel like they're lying to us, and they've been lying to us from the jump. Yeah. And I don't understand what their motives are. Like, why? You know? People might be they, is that what it is? You just think it's going to cause, like, pandemonium, yeah, you know? And yeah. Well, you know, the, the back in the late 30s, the Orson mm-hmm. Welles, you know, um, when he read a portion of his... Um, book the oh, was war of the worlds yeah. on the radio and people didn't know if it was, was real or right, not and right. it was actually just him reading a part of his book or reading right. a whole book on the radio and people freaked out and right. were calling in and really thought aliens from mars were coming to attack us yeah i feel like in kind of a they don't know how people are probably going to react i think and are we going to join forces right i honestly i feel like i don't know about you know around the world but i i feel like in america we wouldn't embrace aliens. We wouldn't? We wouldn't. Oh, you said, oh. I don't think we would. I think the majority of people would want to grab the gun and try to kill an alien because think, they think yeah. that they're trying to attack us, you know? I would agree with that. I think yeah. so. I don't think that. I think in the Bay Area, we would welcome them. Yeah, we would welcome friendly, them, yeah. I think that if they were to land in, in Texas, in it, oh, yeah, Nevada. Yeah, they're not having that. Right, yeah. So, I don't know. So, um... On the evening of August 25th, uh, 1951, three science professors from Texas Tech were enjoying an evening outdoors in Lubbock, Texas, when they looked up and saw a semicircle of flying objects above them at a high speed. Over the next few days, dozens of reports flooded in from across the town. Texas Tech freshman Carl Hart Jr. snapped photos of the phenomenon, which were published in newspapers across the country. And Life magazine. Project Blue Book investigated the events, and their official conclusion was that the lights were birds that reflected the <laughs> luminescence from Lou Block's new street lamps. You see what I'm saying? Right. Baloney. Right. It's right. baloney. Yeah, it's, it's so funny because it is 1951, and street lights probably in, in this part of Texas <laughs> just being installed. You know what I mean? What a great way to, to cover it, know, up, it right. up. I mean, I've, I've seen the picture. It's, it's blurry. Um, but it's, I didn't do Photoshop in 1951. No, they didn't have it. Right, you know what I mean? So it does right. look like there's something there. It doesn't look like streetlights from this explanation. I don't think I would agree with wow. it. Wow. Right. So in uh, 1957, dozens of citizens from Levelland, Texas, individually reported seeing a rocket or strange lights that interfered with their vehicles. Engines died, engine died, and lights cut out. Yeah. And this is, this is actually... Um, in the movie uh, Encounters with the Third Kind, I think Steven Spielberg directed this movie. Oh. This is an actual scene. So that scene from the movie was taken from this event where mm. people reported that they seen the space sh- or a UFO or spaceship and a rocket, and all of a sudden, technology kind of started to go haywire, and their cars turned off. And yeah, that like reminds that. me of um, 
what was that movie? Uh, the Day the Earth Stood Still. I think that's. Yeah. It's the one with the big robot or big mm-hmm. alien that stood yeah. there. And but I um I remember they did something where all the power, all the cars and mm-hmm. everything went out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of like that's where it became a cultural phenomenon and people love aliens all of a sudden. Yeah. Taking. And um, back to this, um, though the police initially thought the reports were a hoax, they too saw the mysterious lights as they investigated the situation. Project Blue Book was assigned to investigate the case, concluding that the electrical storm and ball lightning that caused the lights and the mechanical malfunctions, despite the fact that there were no, report, no reported thunderstorms in the area that night. The first widely publicized alien induction experience in 1961 was a Barney and Betty Hill of New Hampshire. Oh, this is what you were telling yeah, me uh, yeah, before we started. This is a good one. This yeah. is probably I've heard this story many, many years ago, and it's probably one of my favorite UFO so, uh, induction stories. Yeah, I'll let, let you have it. Go All ahead. Right. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, um, like you said, the first uh, widely publicized alien abduction experience is in 1961 was uh, Barney and Betty Hill in New Hampshire. Um, so the claims are that the Hills, uh, they claim that they saw a huge flying disc while driving home in their car late evening and were abducted and medically examined by small extraterrestrials. Um, so, um, just a little fill in the story. Small ones, huh? Yeah, little small ones. Yeah. Little, probably little small green ones, because I feel like at the time, everybody had this perception that aliens were small little mm. green things, you know? That also reminds me, you remember the old, um, Flintstone? The old Flintstones, yeah. You remember you had the little... Little alien, alien. Right. yeah, he's yeah, a yeah, little yeah. green guy, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And that see popular culture, that's yeah. Um, so yeah, the Betty and Barney Hill claim that they were examined by little Martians or little aliens, um, and so they lost track of time for a while, a long while, and supposedly this is when they were abducted, and then they came to back on the road, um, and then um, told their story. Um, once they came to, and it was you know hours and hours and hours later have passed, um, they. Uh, couple, you know, after experiencing some weird stuff, you know, after a couple of weeks of them being abducted, they decided to go under hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And so um, what was revealed in the hypnosis, um, so Barney, he had kind of a more of a sinister um, tale of his abduction with these aliens, and they kind of experimented on him in the sense where they gave him like an anal probe, and they took oh. some, yeah, right, and they took some of his semen, and they um, kind of operated on him a little bit, kind of mm-hmm. checked him out, and, you know, looked at his body parts, and for her, they kind of did the similar thing, but they didn't um, really mess with her body in that sense. They just kind of, they educated her a little bit more, and supposedly they gave her coordinates to their planet that they're from. Wow. Right, and so later on, they, you know, um, after the hypnosis, like in the later in the 60s, because at the time they, you know, space uh, advanced, there was not a lot of space advance at the time, so these coordinates were kind of you know, useless at the time. And so later on in the, you know, late 60s, uh, I believe an elementary school teacher redid the, uh, tried to kind of map out the coordinates with the newly released information um, from science in 1969 and stuff like that. And it was nothing like the map that Betty um, kind of explained. Kind of so explained. It was kind of like so still unexplainable. And he died really early. He died in like, uh, like 43. I think might have, he might have been like in his late 30s or early. Barney? Middle. Yeah, he died early and she still lived on. So really, mm. she kind of kept it going and was still pushing for, you know, this is what happened to me. Right. I believe like even her, like their clothes had residue on it. And stuff wow. Like that. Yeah. It's a pretty deep story. Um, and so, yeah, uh, that's one of my favorite stories. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's a great story. I, 
I mean, I want to make a movie of it. Yeah, it sounds good. It'd be great, yeah. yeah. Um, so in 1967, uh, one a widely considered to be the first unusual animal death to be related by its witnesses to UFOs and aliens is in San Luis Valley, Colorado. Was it a cow? I don't know. I was going to ask you. Yeah, I was going to... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't say if it was kind of animal. I actually... Um, I remember, um, like, reading something about, uh, like, back in the day, mm-hmm. they used to find... Uh, like mutilated cows and yeah. stuff. Like they would be like literally like the blood sucked right, out of right. them. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And they were saying yeah. those chupacabras. Yeah. Yeah, and then our aliens as well. Right. And I've seen that as well. So yeah. yeah. Well, interesting. Um, okay, so then in March 1997, which is, we're getting closer to our, our time, um, in March 1997, um, a number of Arizona residents, and they actually made a movie about this too. It's called The Phoenix Lights as well. Mm. Um, and probably within the last year, I believe, or two years. Uh, so in March '97, uh, like I said, a number of Arizona residents said they witnessed a large flying object in the sky near uh, Phoenix, uh, known as the Phoenix Lights. Um, lights and a craft of a uh, varying kind of description, most notably a V-shaped pattern, were seen by thousands of people between 7:30 and 10:30 Mountain Standard Time uh, in the night um, uh, in a space of a 30 mi- 300 miles, and wow. from the Nevada line through Phoenix to the edge of Tucson, Arizona. Uh, that's so that's a that's crazy yeah well um i stated earlier the history and accounts of ufo sightings lights strange shape objects alien abductions government programs is long and detail oriented that it would take us hours to talk about every single incident literally hours yeah hours and they're so interesting i could we can probably go on forever right yeah and all the theories yeah. and everything that goes behind it. However, sightings continued and increased throughout the 70s and 80s and 90s and even today. Um, December 23rd, 2017. Yeah. Gazing, just, just what, less than a week ago. Yeah, this is just recent. Yeah. Um, gazing into a darkened sky around 5.30 p.m. Friday would assume cities in Los Angeles and Arizona were in the midst of an alien invasion as an identifiable streak of light skirt soared across the night sky. Nervous Americans turned to social media claiming UFOs and aliens with pictures and videos, but it turns out the jellyfish-shaped object was in fact part of Elon Musk's SpaceX satellite fleet. The Falcon 9... Ro- Booster rocket, which carried 10 satellites, launched from Vandenberg Air Force Base around 5.30 p.m. California, time en route to destinations across the globe. I see. Yeah, and it's funny because I opened Facebook and, and I right, see and I somebody live streaming it. And I, I was like, oh, my God, is this here? So I go outside to look, but it wasn't here. And it was mm-hmm. actually a friend who I know. You know, So I'm like, what is, you know, where is she at? Where, like, right. how is she getting this? And I realized she was actually in L.A. And yeah, so I was, was like, wow, it, it, people were freaking out. And I was like. It looked really nice in the sky. It was bright and stuff mm-hmm. like that. People were really freaking out. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, to touch on one more thing and kind of wrap things up in a nutshell, Area 51 is uh, much a part of the alien UFO conspiracy. Yeah, we always hear about it. Yeah. We don't know what's inside there. No, but it's, I mean, it's something been rumored since, you know, the 70s and 80s. Yeah, and I mean, way before that. Even, yeah, like... 40s, early 40s, late far, late 40s. That's crazy. So, um, I've actually watched some videos on YouTube as well of people actually driving there and seeing how close they can get before mm-hmm. they're before you know, they're approach, like yeah. someone comes right. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, located in a remote Nevada desert, Area 51 may be the most famous military installation in the world. 
long thought to be the location where the U.S. government stores and hides alien bodies and UFOs. It has been the focus of alien conspiracies for decades. Some have connected the site with the alleged government cover-up of the 1947 incident in which an alien spacecraft supposedly crashed in Roswell, New Mexico, which Mike touched on earlier. Others have even claimed that the moon landing was staged. Right. There. That's another popular wow. conspiracy theory. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I don't know. That, that's a little, a little far fetched totally for different. you. I I don't know, man. That's a totally different topic. Yeah, and maybe so, and maybe eventually a podcast. I don't know if I want to talk about the moon. Government landing. lies and conspiracies. I don't know if I want to talk about the government. Man. Yeah, they might come and get us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> According to documents declassified in 2007 and the 1950s and 60s, Area 51 was home to a top-secret Cold War era program known as Oxcart, which aimed to develop a spy plane that would would be undetectable in the air and would be used for information-gathering missions behind the Iron Curtain, which kind of sounds like a drone. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that sounds more, I believe that, you know, that they're definitely working on some sort of top secret stuff there. Yeah. Whether it be aliens or, you know, these spacecrafts, it's kind of similar in in terms of unidentified flying objects. If we've seen it as an average American, we would probably be like, what is that? Right. It's a UFO, you know? Right. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of, the theory is kind of true Mm -hmm. in the sense of they are doing something in there and they're making something. something. Yeah. And then to hear about that company that's literally collecting these these alloys, alien right. alloys, Bigelow, the Bigelow right. airspace company. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Yeah. They're doing something. They are getting ready. <sighs> Area Fifty One has been a predominant pop culture reference and made a notable appearance in the Alien Invasion movie Independence Day. Yeah, another Will Smith movie. Yeah, yeah. he's but, into aliens. He, yeah, he does a lot of alien joints. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, UFOs and aliens have inspired movies such as Aliens, The uh, Fourth Kind, uh, Counters of the Third Kind, etc. Um, TV shows like um, Star Trek and Star yeah. Wars and all that good stuff, yeah. uh, a bunch of music. Um, it's really become a cultural phenomenon, and with the U.S. government admitting some truth to their existence, there is no end to this fascination. I definitely agree. Like, I'm waiting to see one. I hope I walk outside right now and see a big UFO in front of me. Right. I'm excited. I mean, we, we won't know until they, you know, they come down, they land, and they greet us. If they greet us. If. If they you know? greet us, right. I think, honestly, I don't think that they would want to come and attack us, you know? I feel like if they wanted to, they they could have and they would have easily done it right i you know? agree with you 100 yeah we don't have any we have no technology that could even uh, remotely compare to something you would think an alien would have right you know yeah that's what they said in 2009 that they're this what they found is definitely not something that we can keep up with in, right. this, in this term and if it, and you know some i've you know some of the stuff i've read is that it could be other countries and stuff like that and if that's the case if there's other countries with these high velocity at 1700 miles per hour then that's definitely still a big risk and, right you know right. so i guess it's still like a what do we do? It's, it's definitely something that we should be researching, but it's also something that the public shouldn't be left in the dark about. I definitely, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree, but, I mean, who are we? We can't really, just we can just report on it. Right. Get the information I mean, that's there. our job, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's it for our episode on the UFOs and yeah. aliens and government lives all that good stuff all that good stuff all this stuff they're keeping from us all this dark hidden money that our our us taxpayers pay and we don't get to see where it goes or see the aliens that are ufos i'm bummed 
Right. <laughs> I just want to know. I just want to know what's out there. I agree. Um, I'm, I've always been a believer, but now mm. I want to be a seer and a believer. Mm. <laughs> I got to see it to believe it, baby. Right. I, 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 I'm with you on that, man. Um, but yeah, we. Uh, this is actually going to be our last episode of the season. Yeah, this is the finale. Our six episodes. Uh, yeah. And then we're going to come back in the new year. With a new episode. With a bang, baby. Yeah, and then continue on for the rest of the semester, next semester. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been fun, and it's been long and interesting. Started, what, in October? Yeah. Late October. Late October. Know. Yeah, it's been it's fun. It's been a journey. It's been a journey. Yeah. It's been interesting. Come back next semester with some, some more interviews. Bring with some, some more heat. people on there. Mm-hmm. And some interesting subject matters. And oh, yeah. Again, too, if you guys are uh, always um, interested in hearing back from you guys, if you guys would like to send us some emails or questions. Suggestions, yeah. topics, um, hit us up. Right, and we will definitely get back into them in the new year. All right, and yeah. Well, take care, everybody. All right. It's, it's been good. Peace. Bye.